Welcome to Uniquely Me, Voice of the Asian Community. I'm your host, Tasneem Hassan. And I'm your host, Tanjin Twinkle. This podcast is about South Asian women who want their unique voices to be heard in the South Asian community and beyond. The podcast is a segue to co- conduct meaningful conversations about South Asian culture. So let's get the conversation in rolling. In today's episode, we have Ania, we have Ania Dardesi, who is currently residing in Berlin, Germany. She is also working for Arto Magazine as a writer, and she moves from city to city and for the past few years. So, hi, Ania. How, like, how are you? How are you good. doing? Good. It's been a long week, but doing good. Um, have a full-time job and, of course, the writing on top of that. Um, it's been a busy week. Crazy year as well, um, but doing good. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, it's been a long time since we connected. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, me and Tiffany went to Harriet Watt. Uh, university mm-hmm. together back in Dubai. Mm-hmm. It feels like another life. Like it actually feels like Literally. another life, <laughs> another me. <laughs> Literally. Um, <laughs> Dubai's like a, a chapter of the past for us right now. <laughs> it is. I, I, in a good way, I feel like, I, I, I will be honest, like I think I spent like, um, a, like a, a long time, I think when I went abroad where I was feeling like, oh, it spoiled me or it gave me like the wrong impression of the world because Dubai mm-hmm. is this perfect glistening city where everyone is so nice and it's so easy to live there but when you actually move abroad and you go to Europe or the UK or anywhere else like even like mm-hmm. Australia or New Zealand like life is so different right. and cultures are so different and Dubai just kind of puts you in this bubble so mm-hmm. I felt like that bubble popped and I was like oh Dubai didn't teach me the right things but mm-hmm. now when I look back honestly like all those memories everything I feel like it may be the person I am but um but yeah I like I knew Tasneem and I, it's just it's so surreal talking to you right now <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. we have a list of questions for you and we wanted to get I'm started ready. because I specifically loved your travel stories and the uh, places where you've been to <laughs> so far. So my question for you as a starter is, when did you start traveling? When did it all start? Um, so, I mean, I grew up I, I grew up uh, in a family where I'm really grateful to say this because I think a lot of Southeast mm-hmm. Asian families and I think especially a lot of Pakistani families don't, they don't really... I mean, we travel, we go back home to Pakistan every mm-hmm. year, but then a lot of our parents, I, I feel like, I don't want to generalize though, but I do feel like there is this culture where we don't like try mm-hmm. to explore the world. Um, but I grew up, my dad is a ship captain, um, so my dad actually did travel the world. So when we were kids, my dad was like always saving up, okay. taking us to different places. So I remember, my, I remember my very first trip was in 2005. My dad took us to Cairo, Egypt, um, and obviously like still the Middle East, but it was that so, so much fun. beautiful and um, oh, it was so much fun. And I think back <laughs> then I was also, because I was a huge history, I, I was a nerd as a kid. So I remember being really into history and that was the year that we were learning ancient Egyptian history at school. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, this is where the pyramids of Giza are. And this is the history. And I remember like, like having my books with me and I was like, oh, I've seen all of this and this is what happened. And this is where this era was buried. But yeah, so I think it was like my dad always encouraging us. Um, and like taking us, like my dad took us to um, Egypt one year, London one year, Turkey. Uh, we went to Germany as well. So I remember going to Germany when um, I think I was like wow. 17 or 18. Awesome. And I remember loving it. Um, so I feel like my dad really encouraged that. And I think since then, and since moving to Europe, I've just done it a bit more mm-hmm. being here and seeing how well connected everything is. Like it's so easy 
to just, I mean, it's easy, not super cheap, but still easy to like go to like another European country. But for me, it was since I was a kid and my dad really encouraged it. And I love that he did that, especially having two daughters and encouraging both those daughters to travel in the future. Like my dad was always like, the world is so big. So when you have the money, when you have the time, that's amazing. Okay, so I really want to know, like, you know, before pre-COVID, like, what is it like traveling to different places? And like, what do we need to do to either travel? Like, you know, what should we always have in mind when we're traveling to all these different places? Of course. So I think first of all, just have an open mind. I feel like because I I do this a lot and I respect anyone else who does, but I over-research a country. I'll over-research a city. I'll make a list and I'll be like, these are all the museums I want to see and these are all the things I want to see. But when you're actually in the city and you start walking around, you might just like stumble across something that you didn't have on your list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like when I first started traveling, when I first did my solo trip a few years ago, my first solo trip was to Paris. And I remember having like, I, I had an Excel sheet <laughs> with everything I wanted to see. And I ended up kind of like following that, uh, but then also not following it because I would spend the entire day walking around Paris, just on my own walking around the city and I found places mm-hmm. that weren't on my list, like these little bakeries or like a little museum that no one spoke about or like mm-hmm. a little art gallery. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, why do I, why did I make this list when all I have to do is just like walk around? Mm-hmm. So I feel like don't over plan it. And this is like for everyone out there that is an over planner, like you don't have to over plan it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a solo trip and you want to like, you know, um, schedule everything for yourself and also Yes, keep an open mind, like not every mm-hmm. city is the same, not every city looks the way Google makes it look. Um, and also, I think, yeah, just explore, like explore everything about the city that makes mm-hmm. it, like that gives it its personality. So like the food, the people, um, meetup groups. So like if you're in a city, especially if you're on your own, I would highly encourage like finding local meetup groups and just like meeting with mm-hmm. a group while you're there. Obviously this is pre-COVID. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I think those would be. And so you, I know that you've been to Paris. So what other European places have you been to? Yes, so I've been to Paris. I've been to Eastern Europe. So I've been to um, Krakow uh, and Riga in Latvia and Krakow in Poland. I've been to Denmark. I have been to other parts of Germany like Hamburg, Munich. I think I've also I'm trying to. I'm trying to actually think now. Oh I've been to my Greece, god, I've been that's to amazing! I've been to this gorgeous island. Yes, another Greek island called Kos. I've also been to South Tenerife, um, so Canary Islands. Um, I've been to London, obviously, and then I've also um, also seen Scotland. Obviously, not might not be Europe soon, <laughs> um, but um, yes, I think those are. I think those are all the. Yeah, those are all the countries I have seen in Europe, actually. Um, would oh my love god, that to sounds so more. amazing. There's a lot more on my list. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. And if, have you have you traveled during the pandemic? Have you been around places? Yes, actually. So I, for, I, so I have actually also oh. been to Portugal, forgot to mention that. But this year I did travel. So I did do inter-EU travel. But this is when lockdowns were lifted and I remember doing research with my friends. Mm -hmm. So the trips I did this year were actually with friends. um, Mm -hmm. And the trip to Canary Islands was a solo Mm -hmm. trip I did actually 
a week and a half ago. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, just needed a solo trip, and that was the only country that was actually, um, at the moment at least, like close right. to Germany, but not in a, not in a whole lockdown. But this year, I went to Portugal. Uh, I went to Faro. Uh, I also went to Greece um, and the Canary Islands. But this was all done during times where the lockdowns were lifted, the cities mm -hmm. did not have high numbers, the countries were okay. Now, obviously they do. And I also quarantined as soon as I was back, I got tested. I was, I, I made sure that I was doing but it. But how was it like care. traveling yeah. during a pandemic? Yeah. How was it like traveling during the pandemic? Uh, it's surreal. It's, uh, first of all, you're mm -hmm. wearing a mask for the entire time. And I completely understand, I, I respect that. I agree with that rule. But that is like what the biggest thing that hits you where your entire airport experience like you have a mask on you need to keep it on on the plane as well even if it's like one or two hours it can like you really start feeling stuffy and it's, it just feels really surreal and then seeing how they have the announcements every single second on the airplane saying please don't stand up in the aisle please mm -hmm. keep your masks on mm -hmm. also oh. more hot food on the plane which was like oh, the yeah, oh, ever. The <laughs> yes Exactly. Um, and seeing the, seeing um, seeing countries and their lockdown measures. So this year when I went to Portugal, um, you had to wear like you had to wear a mask on some streets, like on some designated streets. You had to wear a mask when you entered a restaurant up until the point that you sit on your table. So these little things and also the other surreal thing. And I noticed this in Portugal. I noticed this in Milan, but I also noticed this. Um, in South Tenerife, everything wow. is deserted. There are no tourists. Like it's so empty. I mean, there are tourists, but it's so little, and it's mostly obviously European tourists, like people right. who naturally fly within Europe. So you don't hear any American accents. You don't hear any other like you don't hear any um, any other languages. Like you just hear European languages because it's only Europeans who can actually travel mm -hmm. um, within Europe. So it's surreal seeing these popular wow. places empty. Mm -hmm. um yeah so it, it's just like ex you, you just need to expect a lot that of like so surreal and it gets so yeah. that is i would say that is actually the perfect situation for many travelers right you don't oh, want yeah, to go true. to <laughs> place as well sometimes yeah I, I I did enjoy it. Sometimes it felt a bit sad because I think sometimes like yeah. I just want to hear noise. I do want to see like, I do want to see people, like a group of people dancing or I want to hear music coming out of a club, but then clubs <laughs> are closed. Um, like in, in Tenerife, pretty much everything that was a club mm -hmm. or a big restaurant was closed. I went to a karaoke oh bar. It was completely so empty weird. and it just ended oh, up being... It was... <laughs> I know, it was so weird. I haven't done karaoke this entire year, so when I did karaoke at this tiny little bar in Tenerife, it was just me. <laughs> and they were like, "That there's the machine, go ahead. And I was like, perfect, five actual songs. I love it. Songs. Wow. Um, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I've been wanting me to go Me too, I haven't been. And I told my friends for my birthday I wanted yeah, to go. I were supposed to go for my 22nd birthday, but <laughs> Corona happened. <laughs> Please Corona happened. That's one of my, um, yeah, that is one of my before turning 30 kind of a thing to do. Before, you know, oh, like we all have so much fun. Things <laughs> we want to do things we want to do before we turn 30. Well, that's what it is. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I have one question. Since you've been to so many places, like you mentioned before, do you have like a favorite memorable like place like you can think of right now? 
or like because oh my gosh um i think it would have to be tenerife and i think it was also just because it was Mm-hmm. I needed a solo trip so like this month was really hard for me so I just needed the solo trip and it was because it was an island and I think that was actually my first time I think that was my first time on an island if <laughs> I don't count New York <laughs> I mean to be right years ago but I'm just but this is like my first tropical island like I think I've not been to a tropical island before so this was so mm-hmm. beautiful and quiet and calm especially in the craziness of this year so I think my favorite 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 place this year was definitely South Tenerife um, and I just loved how serene how beautiful the beaches were how calm it was and you actually you, you could feel that it was an island like it was just quiet it had like its own little bubble around it and it had these gorgeous volcanoes and mountains um and i did a hike up up until the um uh, up the the well, i think one of their biggest That's also cool. mountains on the island it's called mount Titi. did that and it was <laughs> one of my favorite memories this year that sounds so amazing and awesome Something yeah, no, I just want to go traveling <laughs> right now. Like after hearing you speak about it, <laughs> it's I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait, until the pandemic is, you know, you know, like every, when it's safe to go out again, maybe I'm gonna ask my dad, like, hey, I'm going traveling because I think I have to now. It's now or never. It's now or never. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to go around the U.S. like different states. I haven't. I haven't personally been. To any other state except for New York, I went there thrice. Wait, you haven't been to DC? And time I had a whole plan of going to Boston, Chicago, DC, um, you know, Maryland, and other states. Uh, well, the pandemic. Then we'll name so. if when the pandemics Ooh. are like when the pandemic is low numbers in cases. Do you want to go to DC? Because I love go. It's, it's a thirty minutes. I don't. I don't think it's thirty minutes, but it's like a train bullet train ride to DC. It's so easy to get there. We will make a trip out. We we will plan it out. We will make it work. Okay. <laughs> I've been to Boston. I've been to Boston and Chicago. Yeah, Highly recommended. Place. They're beautiful. Huh? Do it. I've been to Boston, Chicago. Oh, it's I always beautiful. wanted to go to Chicago. I've been to go to Boston. Yeah. My roommate is from Boston, and my other roommate and I were like, Savannah, you have to take us to Boston. She's like. I hate Boston. Really? Because my friend, he goes to school in Boston. He was like, Boston is so much cleaner than Philly. And I'm just like, I believe it. (laughs) Some areas are cleaner than here. But hey, Philly has their unique style. I'll say that. (laughs) But I feel like everywhere has it. Yeah. Have you been to Philly? Anyas, have you been to? No, I haven't actually. I've been to New York, Florida, but for Disneyland. So I've been to Orlando. Okay. (laughs) I if hear mixed things. I feel like I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh should definitely visit Dusneem because I'm also um, from that. I'm I'm like 30 30 minutes away from Dusneem if I drive. So you should definitely visit, and we can all hang out in Philly. <laughs> I would love that. Like I miss the U.S. I hate that there's a travel ban for people coming right. from the Schengen yeah. zone, so I can't actually come to the U.S. right now. Mm-hmm. But I hope that changes because I do. I like. I I want that to do like a U.S. Amazing. road trip. Like this is something that me and my sister have been talking about. Oh, oh my god. Because yeah. I I actually love mm-hmm. American countryside. Like I've heard of some gorgeous parts of like Arizona or uh, mm-hmm. Nevada. Like even Las Texas Vegas is has really some gorgeous. Like, even Texas is mountains really around it. 
I love, I mean, Texas to me sounds like the most unique you have experience to to I've Texas, ever had in my life. Sure. Like, I want to go and see the... I want to go to Austin yes. in Texas. Yes, yeah. Uh, Tennessee, because most of my favorite singers are from there. And I feel like that's also where they have the Jack Daniels factory. And I'm so curious mm-hmm. about it. And I'm like, I want to go and see this. Well, what? hopefully it sounds amazing. But hopefully <laughs> and a rodeo as well. Too. Like, cause you know, I miss going out, and I, I, I'm yeah. sure you do too. Same. Yeah. I okay, so that. I have one question. So, like, since you have a full time career mm-hmm. and you also love traveling, so how do you manage to do both? Like, what you can... um, yeah, of course. So I think it, it's it, it's definitely it involves like having some savings putting that money into traveling knowing how to balance the the Mm -hmm. money that you're putting into traveling and then seeing how you can make up for it in the next few months um it's just I feel like for me Mm -hmm. I need a break every year like I feel like if I just stopped traveling and if I wasn't able to travel I feel like that I would either regret that year I would just feel so stuck where I am like I feel like I need Mm -hmm. to change my surroundings every now and then um and I think for me, it's just more of like planning it at mm-hmm. the right time, the right season, looking forward to it, planning it in a way mm-hmm. where it's not too spontaneous, but it is like where you can kind of look forward to it, kind of motivates you through work as well. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's just more like just balancing and making sure you're also traveling at, at a mm-hmm. time where you know you don't have much going on that month. So when you're when you are away and you're on vacation, like you are in full vacation right. mode, like you don't need to worry about anything else. So like I would never travel if I was moving into a new apartment. Like I would never travel in the same month as moving to a new apartment. Like I have friends right. who've done that, and I'm like, how are you doing this? Oh my god, <laughs> airports stress me out enough. <laughs> so yeah, like oh uh, well, traveling, it's just huh. I have my own views on traveling. I just. I just feel like I just have not been to enough places, even though I have maybe. I've just been to France, oh, France? Uh, Georgia, and Switzerland. I was like, you've been to France? Huh? I've never, like, what is France like? Yeah, so I went for that trip. I went to Switzerland and France in 2014 mm-hmm. during the summer with my family. So that was wow. nice. I did not have a good experience in Paris, but... <laughs> I have my own views about Paris because I just felt like it was too big a city and like we had to finish it in two days. Oh, and I was like, you that's not even. You can never finish Paris. Oh, that stressed me out. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I was there for five days, so I remember. I also had a friend there, so um, it was actually I think the right amount of time. But I actually, so I remember when I went to France. I, I don't know like I found the people in Paris so nice and I remember going there and I had like I was prepared I was like oh my god everyone's told me that people in Paris are so mean people were so helpful and I'm like it's am I in the right city why yeah. is right. like annoyed <laughs> being annoyed at me why is why is everyone okay with me speaking English because that was the other thing where people are like oh if you ask for directions people won't be happy answering you but I had people going like oh, no worries, I can help you, this is where this is, and, like, I would ask, like, cafe owners, like, where where I, where I could spend my day, and they would be so nice about it, but, like, they would be like, oh, are you new to Paris? Like, this is where you can go, and this was, like, wow. way before corona, but I remember, like, Paris, I met nice people, but obviously, I think living there would be a different, different situation, so I'm sure people who mm-hmm. live there or have been there for longer um, 
but I've heard like it can like there's cases of racism I've heard that there are like the occasional cases where people are like sorry no English speaker like I don't right. speak English I don't want to help you I mean everyone has their uh, own different experience yeah. from traveling to foreign places yeah yeah exactly for I me, agree yeah well for, for me it was more to do with not the people but like the city itself is so big we wanted to go to Montma we wanted to go to so many other places I just felt like the city was too big to cover in two days and I was just getting frustrated with that and I was like oh my god why are we here for just two days we needed right like, to see a whole city days, you know and uh... <laughs> yeah so that was that was the part with yeah. Paris but when we went to Switzerland I think that was kind of like felt like time kind of slowed down so that was nice <laughs> I've not been to Switzerland. I would love to go. I've heard it's so expensive though. Yeah, it is. That's the only reason I haven't gone yet. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we paid. So this is so funny. We we basically ate oh, samosas in Switzerland. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we ate samosas. But you know how much? Like it was like I think twenty dirhams worth of one samosa. <laughs> like my dad, he was just laughing the whole time. He's like, "Beta, we just bought." Twenty dollars worth of you. Oh my god! Of- my mom would freak if she heard that. <laughs> I I heard that, so I had a friend. That was crazy. <laughs> my, we were just laughing the whole time. We we're like, oh my god, you could literally buy like a KFC dinner oh my meal. Oh literally. Copenhagen was this expensive. So when I was in Copenhagen, I bought a McDonald's McFlurry. And I, like in Germany, a McDonald's McFlurry would be like a euro or whatever. In Copenhagen, it was like seven, seven fifty euros, seven euros fifty. And I was like, did I just pay seven euros oh for God. a McFlurry? What is going on? I was like, this is so surreal. I feel betrayed. No, it's crazy. I mean, Copenhagen is—it's it, a super expensive city. Like that's the reputation it has. That's like salaries make up for it, um, <laughs> and the quality of life is good. But like, I just when I pay for the McFlurry, I was like, I ca- I can't I cannot believe. Oh my what, mom! What? Like one time I went to this Indian so restaurant and they had gulab jamuns for six dollars, and they only give you like three like small pieces but they were really good so I bought some and I bought some for my friends because I was like you have to try gulab jamun and my mom I came home my mom was like what did you eat I was like I ate this this I also had gulab jamun she was like how much did it cost I was like six bucks for three gulab jamuns like like for me for myself she was like you spent six dollars for three gulab jamun what is wrong with you I was like I wanted to eat some. I wanted some so I bought some she was like you can get like you can get like three dollars for like six pieces like big ones you had three dollars for small gulab jamuns are you okay i was like i'm so sorry oh i just God. i was just hungry well yeah things things you do when you miss home food you yeah know? Like, exactly philly, <laughs> yeah it, in philly i have paid like how much eleven dollars for like a dosa and honey you must be knowing that dosa is more like a staple <laughs> my thing. mom was like i can't eat dosa at home why do you have to eat food outside <laughs> I was. I miss Dosa. I was telling my dad about it over a video call, <laughs> and he was just laughing. He's like, "You paid basically, you paid like nearly thirty bucks for like just a dosa that you would eat every morning. Like, that is unbelievable." <laughs> <laughs> Indian food here is also really expensive. Like, so in Berlin, um, I it took me so long to find mm-hmm. good Indian food. So Berlin mm-hmm. also has a reputation for not having the best. 
Indian food, like if you're in the UK where they ha- they where they have had immigration for a lot longer, Indian food in the UK is absolutely bomb and it's so good and it tastes authentic. Whereas Indian food here is often sweetened or it's not really super spicy or it's too creamy. It's also really pricey, um, but I found some really good gems now here in Berlin. And every time, like I miss like biryani or butter chicken or like a batura oh, or my, like tandoori naan, I'm like, oh, just got all of this. Yeah, like if you have good Indian food that uh, is spicy and good quality, like that sounds like a dream. Uh, yeah, it took me a while <laughs> to find those. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ani, I know you got a degree in psychology because we graduated in the same year. Um, <laughs> so, tell us, how did you actually become a writer eventually? Like, I know that you do it more like, uh, yeah. you work with Artil, so tell us how, tell us about your journey. Of course. Um, so, to be really honest, I feel like writing was always mm-hmm. something I had a passion in. So, I remember for like a long time, uh, for most of my high school, so I did my um, uh, IGCSE examinations, my AS levels and A levels. I did literature for all those years. So, I did literature for more than four years in high school. And I remember being able to write like 13 pages mm-hmm. in a go about a chapter what... in Hamlet or a chapter in uh, A Winter's <laughs> Tale, like all of this, like like analyzing Shakespeare, analyzing John Keats poetry, writing like 10 pages about a John Keats poem. Mm-hmm. So I remember doing this and I feel like I had that passion for so long. Obviously, once I started university, then I started mm-hmm. like writing exams or whatever. I started writing essays. So I feel like for a while it was just mostly educational. Mm-hmm. But then I started realizing as I started working full time and mm-hmm. I started working in HR and recruitment. So when I would write job descriptions or if I would write something mm-hmm. for the careers page or if I was working for a company that didn't know how to introduce themselves, like I kind of like, I like doing that. And I realized I had like a knack for being able to write in an mm-hmm. like in a creative imaginative way and i enjoyed it like for me like it, i do get writer's block um but it was something that i realized this year and this is the year and i feel like a lot of people yeah. realized a lot of things about That's themselves true. and also got hobbies so um i came across artel um by by luck on an expat women's group here in berlin and i reached out to the head the, the girl that was funding the group her name is carla um and she she basically had a post about it saying that hey i'm looking for writers of all levels i want to start this magazine does anyone want to join and i was like i think i could and she asked me for a sample article and i was like oh okay and i remember going to a cafe down the street and i was sitting there and i was like oh my god i actually have to write an article right now and i remember like trying to come up with topics and eventually i came up with like um the rise of neon makeup and pop music nowadays so i wrote about that and i wrote a page about that when i did i it felt really surreal because i i haven't written in so long i just like i've been so mm-hmm. caught up in like my full-time work and my life here and writing an article like uh, without having any previous article writing experience like it felt really surreal but i liked it and i felt like it was also a topic i really liked so and that's that's just that's how it happened so i sent her that sample article she liked it i joined the team and now i basically write about things i love so it's like skincare makeup hair clothes 
um, but also um, just like general things as well. So I think one of my most recent articles was about seasonal depression. Again, something I relate to and something I feel about. So, but yeah, that's just how it came about. Mm-hmm. Great. So, um, like, what kind of other contents do you like writing about? Like, I know you've been involved with skincare and makeup, and how did you get to that? Like, how would how did you get involved in those type of things? This again, year, everything is this year. <laughs> so all of this, yeah, it's like this year. Honestly, because I mean, with makeup, probably so makeup. Not this year. I feel like that is again. So makeup specifically was something I was always interested in. So this was something since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. Like playing with oh. my mom's lipsticks, buying those little like eyeshadow kits and oh, lip balms from Claire's, and buying like lipstick sets from Claire's. <laughs> And buying these really cheap, horrible quality makeup from like pharmacies or like supermarkets. And I would like convince my dad to let me get glittery eyeshadow from a supermarket. Like those really cheap mm-hmm. ones that like Barbie, that they would have like Barbie brands on them. So I would do, so I feel like since I was a kid, I was super interested in it. I think as an adult, I started really like, um, like I started like watching a lot more makeup YouTube tutorials I was doing that since I was a teenager so I would watch like a lot of like mm-hmm. videos of people doing makeup on themselves and I love that and I feel like I started like doing more makeup on myself and there was a point in my life where I was basically wearing a full face every single day now I've stopped that just mm-hmm. because of skincare reasons but mm-hmm. I remember getting really into it in my early 20s and I loved it and I feel I felt like year by year I started learning more, but also started getting more adventurous. And I feel like, like now this year, this is the year where I was like, okay, I kind of know how to do this. So why don't I start mm-hmm. putting it on Instagram? And why don't I just like start getting adventurous, invest in a ring light, invest mm-hmm. in like those books that makeup artists use, like to like just put makeup mm-hmm. on like a stenciled face. Um, mm-hmm. So I did that with skincare. My skin this year, obviously, like a lot of women. Really? Because your skin looks so I was fabulous. Like, right, I'm, I looking on you. Yeah. I'm looking at it you. Me, it took me a while. Amazing. Like, no. <laughs> I wish I can, like, get up and look thank like you. you in the morning. <laughs> no, my God. Thank you. <laughs> so this took me a while because early this year, and mm-hmm. it was also the stress of, like, losing my job, but also the stress of lockdown mm-hmm. and being at home a lot. Um, my skin was breaking out it was so dry it was almost gray and I was like okay something is wrong so I actually ended up googling like skincare tips uh skincare tips I also found uh an online course about skincare so I did a six-week online skincare course and it was actually the most useful I think one of the most useful things I have done all year so six weeks of just learning about skin good products what to do and I was like what have I been doing my whole life what have I done so I invested in like a serum. I really did my research and now I have like the brands I trust, the brands I know this, after this entire year of kind of like mm-hmm. trial and testing. Um, mm-hmm. So I got into that, but that was just more for personal reasons where I was like, oh crap, my skin's looking horrible. What's mm-hmm. wrong? So I did the I did the course and I also did like some research, asked my friends. I was like, guys, what are you doing with your skin? Like, how do you get rid of like, mm-hmm. like blemishes or whatever? Or I like eye circles whatever um and yeah I just I got into skincare because of that and it, it was this year mostly um and it made a huge difference like I will say like investing in skincare mm-hmm. it, it takes a while though and this is what I learned it takes months but it oh, that sounds awesome mm-hmm. yeah. that is amazing thank you so much for sharing that yeah 
And we wanted to know, like, since, okay, 2020 has been pretty much the year for self-care. Yeah. Um, I wanted to basically hear from you, uh, you know, uh, do you have any good I mean, you took a course. tips for people in general? Yes. I, I took a class. <laughs> I'm a certified yeah. professional. <laughs> you don't need a dermatologist anymore. So, okay, first of all, I would say this. Go to a dermatologist. I did that. I did I that for my hair as well. I did that for my for skin. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So before, honestly, I think because I, I made the mistake of also doing that where I was like, no, I'm just going to like trust what influencers say and whatever is written on this blog or whatever is written on mm-hmm. WebMD. But I think I went to a dermatologist. I also found out that my a lot of my skin <laughs> problems were because of my hormones. So that was like a thing that I had to first of all control this year. Um, so I went on birth control and that's been helping as well. And I think that made a difference along with the skincare. So I would say mm-hmm. first see a doctor, um, definitely, especially if it's pretty bad, like especially if it's acne, especially if it's yeah. happening a lot. And especially if you notice it happening around your, your time of the month or you think it's stress related, mm-hmm. but I think first see the professionals, but my mm-hmm. tips would be definitely 100%. And my friends who did this, like they were like, you were right. And this did make a difference. Invest in a serum, invest in a serum for your summer. So for the summer months, but also for the winter months, because I feel like washing your face and putting moisturizer, that's great. But there have to, there has to be like a few steps in between there. And it makes such a big difference. And it's not mm-hmm. like an overnight difference, but if you have like a proper mm-hmm. routine, AM and PM, so that morning and night, like it, it makes a huge difference. And you also start like, because a lot of people say, oh, I don't have time in the mornings. I just want to get up and like put water on my face and right. jump into mm-hmm. work or go out. But once you actually invest that time every every morning or every night, you feel so much better afterwards. You're like, oh, I had a weird night last night, but I did this, this I, like I did this in the morning and it's self-care. Yes. So you feel what, exactly <laughs> invest in those few steps, invest in like 15 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes every morning and night, wash your face, right. tone your face, Put a serum on and follow follow it with a moisturizer. This just mm-hmm. gives you like a bit more hydration. This also makes your skin so much like um, so much more dewy, but also just a bit more hydrated. And you can, you can also get serums that are like for blemishes or for like heavily pigmented skin, which like yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of Asian women have. And so do I. And my my oh, eye yeah. circles yeah. used to get, used to be so dark. So like we we have like a certain skin type and we have a certain skin tone. And like I think like. Even like acne um, for Southeast Asian women can be like so like I th- I feel like when you when you have acne as a Desi woman like it's so first of all like our culture right. makes it seem like so awful but also like our like like we our skin gets mm-hmm. so easily pigmented um, but yeah so I would definitely say invest in a serum and a good toner do your research mm-hmm. um, but also like trust uh, the prof- the professionals but putting in a serum putting in a serum and a toner like it makes such a big difference especially in the winter and mm-hmm. um don't experiment a lot of brands mm-hmm. stick to what you mm-hmm. like stick to what works i did this whole thing where i was jumping between brands i stopped because you can't like, right. just put these many things on your skin right. like once you buy something that works stick to that because yeah. my like my mm-hmm. thing for my healthcare, i have like lush has Great. been my to go 
and like lush yeah and lush doesn't even work like yeah. lush sometimes doesn't yeah. work for anyone because my best friend jenna her all her like um self-care items are korean based because you know she talks korean and she loves korean products yeah so like she loves like so she sticks to that but like since lush has been so good to me i keep on using it even though for some they will say like it has a strong sense of smell like strong smell that when you use their products like their mint their coffee mm-hmm. like you can like it's like a really strong smell so not not everyone likes it but for me if it, i think everyone's skincare is a little different but i will definitely start putting serums and toner in my yeah, list because <laughs> you know you still- yeah like everything you buy flip right. the bottle read the back because that's also what i started doing because unfortunately almost all these uh, i think almost every big brand like like l'oreal uh nivea as well like they can have fragrances they have right. um, alcohol as well so you really have to be careful mm-hmm. because fragrance alcohol they're <laughs> yeah for sure for skin. and so many toners come oh, with alcohol yeah. yeah so you really have to do your research but also just read the back of the bottle and i feel like mm-hmm. if you just spend that little second reading it i started like, doing that i started reading them back with the the back labels for hair because shampoo you'll be surprised how much like stuff is in a shampoo mm-hmm. until you read the back and i've been more careful yeah. I, i have curly hair like curly poofy hair and i was trying to like i've been spending my whole life trying to tame it but like it was like my hair is on its own like i just ignore it now in these days so but like ever since i started taking care of my hair more because of hair falls i'm just like oh my god i did not realize stuff i'm putting in my hair until i read the back like there's alcohol and shampoos there's like so many ingredients i don't know about so i was just like what am i doing like something i love i'm not even taking care of it like i didn't realize that until i decided to look back so and honestly i feel like skincare mm-hmm. should be very very simple it shouldn't be too many chemicals too many like things you know like it's just uh it's very subjective mm-hmm. as well because not everybody's skin is the same exactly uh, you know yeah. because it's it's very very yeah i think for like some of my friends I've honestly just used hand wash and face wash and I'm like I cannot do that. How have you done this? And they have perfect skin. <laughs> um like if I did that if if I did that to my skin it would break out in like a second. Like half a second I would have pimples everywhere. <laughs> my skin would be like what is this? What have you done? But I have friends who would do barely nothing to their skin and they still have perfect Hence. skin. I think it just really depends. Again, it's hormone related. It's also your genes. So unfortunately, my dad, I got my dad's acne genes. My mom has perfect skin, no wrinkles, nothing. Oh. I feel like that my wrinkles are coming on and I'm like I'm ready to get some botox. That will happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong trying to enhance your like there's nothing wrong But, trying to enhance yeah, your yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. If that's what makes you feel beautiful, go for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and about the serum thing, I really want to go and give it a try sometime, maybe a toner. Like toner is something that I've been using, but since my skin is kind of dry, I use more of a milk-based toner mm-hmm. rather yeah, than I need to do more research because I'm definitely like after so, having this conversation, I'm going to add toner yeah. and serum to my list. I mean cuz I think a lot of people are getting vitamin C serums cuz vitamin C mm-hmm. is good for your skin. So that's what I like yeah go on but it's mm-hmm. yeah no it's also yeah. really abrasive so with vitamin C serums um it really mm-hmm. depends on your skin type because some people react really badly cuz vitamin C is very it's really mm-hmm. acidic. So don't use it every single mm-hmm. day. Um try a little bit like do like a skin test mm-hmm. or just like a small patch test. Um 
and also yeah. check like the percentage of vitamin mm-hmm. C in the serum or the toner or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, check the percentage, but vitamin mm-hmm. C can be really irritating. I'm glad we're having this like, conversation right now, but mm-hmm. that's why people that's why people <laughs> should do research before <laughs> you know purchasing products. Go yeah. to a professional, like yeah, you said. Exactly. I love talking about these kind of topics. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. it just gives a lot of hope and motivation mm-hmm. to go and do things for yourself. Uh, so yeah. Um, yeah. So my other question is that we already question, know that you're a recruiter at Lime. So can you share us some tips and tricks? Because we're all new graduates here. We're trying to get a job out there in the real world. So how do we yeah. land our dream job and career? Like, what do recruiters look for? Okay, so I would first of all say be really organized with job applications. Like I know that people say, oh, quantity is better than quality when it comes to job applications mm-hmm. and just go for the just go for mm-hmm. any job that you get. Don't do that. Like really look at the industries that you want to go into. Really think about what is the product, what is the company that you want to represent, what do you mm-hmm. And where would you see yourself working? What is the team culture you want to work in? So one of the things that I always ask every candidate that I speak to, I'm like, what is your ideal team culture? So what, what mm-hmm. kind of people do you want to work for? Why do you like our product? So what is it about scooters and e-mobility that you like? And what is it, what mm-hmm. is making you apply for this? Like, what would you, like, what is it about us that excites you? And also, why do you like this role? Because some of my roles are for, entry-level graduates, so either graduates mm-hmm. or entry-level employees. So I often just ask, mm-hmm. how do you see like yourself fitting with um, our culture and also where do you want to work? So I feel like you should, I think before every interview, really think about mm-hmm. why you're applying to that company, why you applied to that job specifically, how do you mm-hmm. see yourself mm-hmm. fitting that job and also being really honest about the team that you want to work in and the responsibilities that you want to have because I, I love it when candidates say, this is what I'm expecting. This is what I want my next job to look like. Like, I love that. And I love it when people are super transparent with what they're, with what they're looking for, but also why they apply for right. the job. So they're going to ask you that. Mm-hmm. They're going to ask you that. That's like one of their this top questions. Like, why, like what, do you mm-hmm. think, why, do you, why do you think you're good yeah. for this position? Why do you apply for this job? And you have to like give an answer about that for sure. That's why like you have to like, you know, like rehearse or research wait like before you even do an interview like know the company know what like yeah. list some few questions yeah. you're gonna ask after like it's always good to be prepared and i think that's what like recruiters do like to see right yeah yeah exactly and i feel like as a recruiter like i love it when people and also i don't really like mm-hmm. having rehearsed answers so i love it when people just say well like i i think like like i've been working with line for the last few months and i've had some people going like Honestly, I just like the scooters. I take them to work every day and I'm like, great. I love that answer. Like, I love the honesty. Like, it doesn't have to be anything technical. Like, oh, I so, really believe in like uh, this like engine or whatever. Like, um, mm-hmm. I think it doesn't need to be anything technical. I also really love it when people just give spontaneous answers. I've also had some candidates that just say, I believe it. Like, I just, I want people to use cars less. So I want this to, I want this product mm-hmm. to be bigger. And I love that. So I feel like when people just give honest answers it's so good like it doesn't have to be yeah. something that's rehearsed mm-hmm. you don't have to like tell me the history of the mm-hmm. company and all of that it's just mm-hmm. more like what is it about the job that you like and the company <laughs> so i have become i have become no nice i just like because 
Because Philly as a city is pretty bikeable. Like, better than driving for sure. Your own and just bike. Um, you know, it's very it's everything is pretty close. So yeah, I know what to do next <laughs> time. You be like, I love <laughs> riding my bike around Philly. I'm going to send it to my company. <laughs> I'm getting more customers. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm gonna edit. Audio, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, last question for you, honey. If there is any place you would like to go after the pandemic is over, are you planning like, a trip right now? Because I know we're in the middle of a pandemic, so I. But like, are you yeah. the case? Yeah, <laughs> I am. So let's talk about post-pandemic. Actually, so I, I, did, was your question more about where I would like to move or where would I like to go? Like, where would you like to visit? Visit. Okay, so I definitely mm-hmm. want to go. Like, I, I know that I, I saw like the Canary mm-hmm. Islands. They're under like they're under Spain's authority, and I've also seen um, I've seen Mallorca. I definitely want to go back to Spain. Oh. So I'm actually going to oh. a music festival. And I'm, oh my God, Spain. Yes. I'm going to uh, <laughs> oh, I always wanted to go to summer, Barcelona. Hopefully, I'm going to one of the. It, it looks so. It's. It looks so gorgeous. But I'm going to a music festival there in Barcelona. In Barcelona in June, it's one of Europe's biggest music festivals. Some of my favorite reggaeton singers music. are going to be there, and I'm such oh a huge yes. same. <laughs> Bad Bunny, J Balvin, Maluma. I'm like all my all my husbands. He's my crush. He's my long time like Latin X crush. I love him so much. Honestly, yeah. And he also looks Pakistani. I'm just like, if I married you, my parents would be fine with it. I mean, I would love that. Yeah, gorgeous. But yeah, his new song. But his new song with Galo came out, and I was very into it. I was like, this is the best song. Oh my god, I love that you know. So it's Patti and Lonely, and I was like. I want yes. the whole album of like yes. Jennifer Lopez and Maluma together. <laughs> like I need this. Uh, so yeah, um, Barcelona. Um, I would love to also Ooh, see more. This is pretty. Um, would definitely love to do Greece. Yes. Um, I would also. I think I haven't actually seen. Um, so I, like I said, like I haven't seen a lot of the Nordics. So I feel like definitely Norway. I would love to see Oslo. I hear good things. I hear mixed things as well, like where some people go, like, no, mm-hmm. it's too expensive. But I feel like definitely mm-hmm. the Nordics. I would like it feels like such a beautiful part of Europe. Um, <clears throat> people are also really nice. Mm-hmm. They have such unique scenery. Um, but definitely after like going to Spain and Portugal this year, I love the sun. I love the beach. Mm-hmm. So definitely more beachy places. Maybe even like more of Eastern Europe. Like mm-hmm. I actually really like Poland. I've only been to Krakow, so I'm thinking about Warsaw, like more of the historic <laughs> cities. Um, so I think Eastern Europe and somewhere. I was thinking really like nice. your. Every time I think about yeah. Europe, I think about you know the movie DDLJ, the Valley of Honey and like. Oh my god! Go to every spot, shark come film <laughs> and like take pictures. But my, mom, oh my, my, my parents were like, you're really oh crazy, my... aren't you? I was like, no, I was like, that's what, I mean, I feel like that's the only reason why I would like go to Europe is just, I mean, even though Europe is beautiful and everything, but like, I want to go to every shooting places from that movie just so I can take pictures of me in it. <laughs> I have to... I have been on top see, of the mountain. See, this is what I need to be doing. Oh my god! In Switzerland, 
I told my parents, I told my parents, I found out recently that Sharkon has an Airbnb, like he, he made his Delhi house into an Airbnb, so I'm like, mom, when Corona's over, can we go to Delhi and, like, we can, like, we can go we to, be there. Can his Airbnb, <laughs> he was like, you know how expensive that would be? I was like, okay, but you love me, right? Like, if you love me, we will go to Delhi, go to his house, and we can, and if I steal your something from there, gift. you don't know, you probably gift. won't know or care. <laughs> One of my favorite lockdown movies this year was actually yeah. K3G. So, yeah, and re watching that, I was like, this is so surreal. But I absolutely love, I love Jaya, I love Amitabh, and I'm just like, I'm in, I, like, and I remember this movie felt like eight hours. Like, it felt like it, it literally is like, I think, one of it's a three hour movie. Longest Oh my god, I remember when Avengers came out. I remember when Avengers came out. They're like, how are we going to watch a three hour movie? I was like, Cubby Kushi Cubby Gum, Kelhono, I'm okay, I'm fine. Like, I can handle this. This is nothing. Yeah. And you know, like, I haven't visited Brooklyn or like Dumbo. You should. It's really nice. Yet. So, like, whenever I look at this song, I think you're going to love it. It's like a surreal thing. I think you'll okay, like it. So, like, it's really cool just to be at a location mm-hmm. where a movie is shot. Because, like, when Kalahonaho was shooting, I was actually in New York that time. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't realize it because I was just like, wait, Sharkhan was here when I was here? But I never wow. seen him. Like, I was so upset about it. Because when I older, I re- it clicked in my head all of a sudden. And I'm just like, well, it's like 15 years too late. I mean, like, what am I going to do now? So um, they actually shot Matrix, the, the new Matrix movie here uh, a few weeks ago, um, and I also went to the spot where wow. they shot um, in Tenerife when I went to Mount Titi. I actually went to the spot where they shot Eternals with Angelina That's Jolie, so the new awesome. Marvel movie coming out next year. Because this part of the volcano actually looks, um, it looks very ap- apocalyptic. It looks like another planet because it has mm-hmm. old lava on it, so it actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Mars something. So the tour guide was like, "This is where Angelina Jolie oh, was." I was so like, cool. "Oh my god, I need to, oh my I need god, to touch the floor." <laughs> you know, the wow. I just like walk around Dubai, so chill. Like my friend met. Thank you all, yeah, thank, thank you for talking you to us so about much. traveling. Of course, yeah, thank, thank you for talking to us about. Thank you so much for so coming. many things like this traveling, so <laughs> how to like land your dream job, all things beauty and like self care. It was a pleasure hearing your tips and experience. Oh. Like, thank you so much. Yeah. I feel like we need more of this. Yes, I'm we sure need, there are other podcasts. We need more yes, representation. We do. Yeah. And not only just representation, but like yes. women like us need yeah. like, more recognition as well in terms yeah, of Yeah, that's true. So so, and maybe, yeah, it's trying to bring. Yeah, maybe today it's me. Tomorrow it's going to be Jamila Jamil. Like, <laughs> who knows? No, no. But no, but what what like, we have this podcast that each Pinky women, like we interviewed, are so different and unique in their own way. And they're like, you guys are doing such an amazing job with whatever you're doing. You know, it's like, you know, props to like give yourself, give yourself a round of applause. Thank you. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. I. 
it, it feels like I feel like I've needed like this positive energy mm-hmm. that's also why I wanted to do this during this month even though this month is really tough for me but I just Definitely. really needed this thank you for giving me this space like the space to like talk about these things no thank problem. you but I also I want to add that <laughs> listeners we want to let you know that yeah. we're not expert in these subject matters just this is a regular conversation with our perspective experiences with our guests and like issues that is basically in our community that we wanted to talk about if you feel the same way or have an opinion about this topic, please let us know by emailing us at uniquelymevoice at gmail.com. I hope you all look took something from this episode today. And this is it from us, Tanjeen and Tasneem, Uniquely Me, signing off.